0: We went out. I went out on what we called lay witness teams for almost a year. After that, in part to talk about what went on there at Asbury, because people are curious: is this a work of the Lord? Could it happen here? I mean, that's one of the questions people Mm -hmm. asked. So we we had increasing opportunities. I don't know, uh, and it would be an interesting thing to see what the long-term impact would be. You know, I'm not in the ministry because of that revival. Uh, but yet, it was one thing that shaped my life and heart, you know, that God, in His sovereignty, can do a work in our hearts. We, we pray for it and expect it, but even when I don't expect it, so it, it was even more emphasizing the sovereignty, the sovereign work of the Lord.
1: Hello and welcome everyone once again to Calvary Conversations. Uh, I am Joshua Paxton, Director of the Burnham Center for Global Engagement. Here with me today are the usual suspects, Tim Hange, uh, Director of our English Department, or Chair of our English Department, Mike Dodds, Director of the um, IJoba, our CU Press, our our publishing arm here at Calvary. And Sean LePage, who is chairman of the Ministry Studies Department. So welcome, gentlemen.
2: <laughs> We're here.
1: Great to be here. So we uh we have a you know hot off the presses issue to for at, to discuss with you all today. So uh, let me sit the scene a little bit and, and then we'll get into some questions for our, our panel of uh, respondents. So since last Wednesday, now I need to I need to qualify because depending on when we release this. But um, since February 8th, um, last Wednesday, Asbury University has been experiencing what has been called a revival. As a chapel service, one of the regular chapel services turned into an ongoing time of prayer, worship, and confession uh, that is still going on at the time that we're recording this. And so Asbury was actually Asbury, like many um, Christian universities, uh, has a chapel service three times a week. And at Wednesday's chapel services, students basically just didn't leave, it kept going. And so Asbury has notably had several uh, revival occurrences in their history from 1905. uh, The most recent before this event was in 1970. And interestingly, as I was researching some of this, most of them seem to happen in March or February. But so uh, as the Calvary Conversations team, we wanted to take some time for this conversation and process how do we respond to something like this? uh should we hop in the car and go is there a place for caution you know what is the biblical response to news of revival or you know as it's often referred to outpourings of the holy spirit now i want to start by recognizing that none of us has been to asbury seminary to see what is happening we're hearing about it secondhand, although you can find videos and stories and numerous articles on the internet and social media. Uh, I also want to say that our approach to this topic today is not to throw any shade or doubt upon upon what is happening there. We're not questioning that. Uh, rather, it's giving us cause to talk about this topic in general. You know, What should a biblical response be to revivals? And so to start with, one of our number, uh, Dr. Dodds, was at Asbury as a student in 1970, and so I'm going to begin by asking him to, you know, inform us a little bit about what that was like, and you know, what what are your thoughts on what's currently happening there, Dr. Dodds?
0: Let me start with a question. You you said something I didn't understand which way it was. It is the revival going on at Asbury Seminary or Asbury College?
1: Uh, so, actually, it began at the college. My understanding oh. is it began as a chapel service at the college, but it has now spilled over into yeah. the seminary chapel as well. So, it's yeah. it's taking place on both.
0: Yeah, in the school's in Wilmore, Kentucky, and there's a street right down in the middle of the town, and the college is on one side, seminary on the other. So, it it it, it worked out that way in 70. It started in the college. Um, during a chapel service, I remember sitting there, I don't know where exactly I was sitting. I had one year I sat up in the balcony, another year I was on the floor. But I, I remember it was just a normal service. It wasn't planned as a revival service. You know, the school, both the college and the, and the seminary, are from the Wesleyan tradition. They're not Pentecostal. They're more like Nazarene. Um, we we w- went out to a lot of Nazarene churches as well as Methodist churches. But um Holiness tradition, so there was an altar at the front of the chapel in in the college and people were invited to come and pray. And I don't remember whether it was the speaker of the day uh, asking for kids to come forward and pray, but it went beyond the normal invitation at the least, because I remember sitting there going, uh, our, our dean got up and acted like he was trying to bring it to a close. And it, and it wouldn't happen. Kids kept coming forward to pray and people coming to pray with them. And uh, somewhere along the way, that first day, second day, third day, because it went on a week, mm-hmm. uh, students started coming up sharing testimonies. They allowed that to come up at the pulpit. And and uh, as it went on, that was a big feature of it. It, it was more student and just natural, organic, that uh, students were Coming out of the dorms, uh, coming from wherever they were and classes didn't happen and uh, people were just finding the Lord. Uh, It was a lot of revival, meaning Christians who uh, really felt a a move of the Lord on their heart. Uh, And there were a lot of others who they were going to a Christian school, but they probably weren't Christians. You know, so there was a lot that happens. uh, coming to the Lord. Uh, so, it, you know, the the things at that time, it was unplanned. It was unsought, meaning uh, beyond just the normal worship service, you seek God's uh, work in people's hearts. And it continued uh, without uh, us trying to make it continue. And uh, it, it, it it's, it's reached beyond that. You know, we not only got national news. The news people came in, and that was part of it. That just just a side angle of it. The the uh, other side was that we went out. I went out on what we called lay witness teams for almost a year after that. In part to talk about what went on there at Asbury, because people are curious. Is this is a work of the Lord? Could it happen here? I mean, that's one of the questions people mm-hmm. asked. So we we had increasing opportunities. I don't know. Uh, and it would be an interesting thing to see what the, a long-term impact would be. You know, I'm not in the ministry because of that revival, uh, but yet it was one thing that shaped my life and heart, you know, that God in his sovereignty can do a work in our hearts. We we pray for it and expect it, but even when I don't expect it, so it, it was even more emphasizing the sovereignty, sovereign work of the Lord. Um, great experience to have been there to see that. Had a daughter, one of my one of my daughters, that went to Wheaton, and she was at Wheaton when they had a revival of sorts. And I don't remember the details of that one. It wasn't as long as the one that I experienced at Asbury. Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome. So uh, before we get into some more general questions, Tim, Sean, any any response from you?
3: Yeah, I I, I have lots of questions uh, for Mike you know like just um, you know uh, um, just as I I understand uh, the word revival uh, uh, the idea of revival from the scriptures there there are uh, there are often you know uh, important factors that I'm just curious you know whether you um, you know saw those experienced those there so for example uh, there's often um i mean um when you when you when you look at the 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 revivals especially in the old testament and the principles that are there you know there's there's it's often they often happen in a time of decline and and, and moral decline and and um and and so it was it was a matter of the church you know returning to god it was it was a matter of the church repenting of sin and and returning especially to the word of God. And, 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 and so I'm, I'm just curious about what you witnessed, uh, in the, in the seventies, was there, was there, uh, uh, was it marked by repentance and was it marked by, you know, just a, a strong return to prayer and worship and the word of God? And is, is that what, is that the kind of thing you experienced there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You bet. It wasn't a charismatic, you know, there wasn't, any of the the excesses that you think of those some of those occurred there was another building on campus where some students i heard started meeting and it, it ended up turning real funky real real funny um, you know trying to 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 do signs and wonders type thing but the uh, what was going on in the chapel was definitely repentance it was definitely a students uh, you know, talking about the word and what God was impressing upon them on their own heart for holiness. And I'm going to use their, 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 the the term of the school. Um, So now I'm I'm forgetting your question in one sense, but it, it was not an excessive and Mm -hmm. this is what you asked. It, It was a focus on Falling before the Lord in repentance and confession of sin, that was a big part of it. That was really the gist of it, I guess you'd have to say, or what, what I saw.
2: So, you know, I'm going to speak a little bit to what Sean mentioned earlier, even though I don't know, Josh, you said that this is really not the point of it. But <clears throat> to people who grew up in highly rationalist um, churches and highly rationalist traditions, right, where um we know that god is capable of performing miracles but surely he won't um i say that as a joke but kind of that's 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 the attitude right there is a tendency to look at these things you know and I, you know, I immediately think of some of the outpourings and i won't say which ones that you know have led to people you know just Barking like animals and doing sorts of crazy things, and I'm not there at Asbury, but I I, from the Baptist Press there's an article that uh, of two people, um, Alan and um, Eric Allen and Sherry Allen, who are part of the Kentucky Baptist Convention, their mission team leaders. This is what they have to say word for word about what's happening there. One of the things I noticed is that there was spontaneity and order to what was happening. It wasn't a stifling or restricting kind of order because there was also freedom for people to testify, sing or pray, uh, but that freedom was never wild or without order. Um, it, it's not weird. Everything is extremely orderly, but vibrant, spontaneous, and powerful. Uh, they're seeing people from multiple ethnicities and different generations uh encouraging each other, uh praying to the Lord, and the activities are described more in the kinds of things that we would expect to see out of the New Testament church. There there's there's always a part of me, and I I just have to be honest because I can't really talk about this without um without exposing a little bit of my skeptic nature. Um I went to church, I went to one particular church that ran revivals every now and then. And there there was a sense in which you would see genuine uh, work, uh, genuine work of God in people's lives. But there are also times when you would see sort of an attempt to force that. Uh, You know, the the leadership, you know, would say things like, um, you know, we're not, basically, we're not feeling it. People need to pray and confess more so the Holy Spirit can come in. And I'm sitting there going, you know, but how do you know, like, <laughs> you know, there there are just a lot of, you know, how do you really know that's what's happening here? And how do you know that's what's happening in the hearts of people? But all that's, it is a beautiful thing when Christ people just come together for prayer and confession and it becomes so, so beautiful that they don't want to leave. And, you know, we see pictures of this in the early church. and if that's what's happening here, and it sure seems to be, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I'm not saying there won't be any bad decisions or, you know, some excesses here and there. People are imperfect as they respond to the perfect Lord. But it sure seems to be like this thing is is an energized um time of, of prayer and worship that's continuing with great enthusiasm. And that's that's a cool thing to see, absolutely, right. And that's something that's something that honestly we
1: should pray for, you know we should yep. we should we should pray that our not 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 just the experience aspect of it, but that our our faith will be real and genuine, and especially when you know, we might be bogged down by the the cares or concerns of this world. um the Lord might you know stoke the fire a little bit and and help us. so um. So you guys have already answered kind of one of my one of my next questions, which was, can these kind of revivals be genuine? I think we would all say yes. I mean, absolutely mm-hmm. they can. Um, so when when we hear about these kind of occurrences, you know, what might our, our first response be? How, how might we respond? You know, should we should we hop in the car and go? Um, should should we have? Is it okay to have a healthy amount of skepticism? What what should our first response be?
0: When you asked that question, Josh and I, I look back and yeah, we had some people come when I was there back in seventy. But um, looking back personally on that, I wouldn't hop in the car and go uh, because it. it my understanding of when God does a work like this, it, it, it's it's a localized thing. We we all want it to expand, mm-hmm. and wow, I hope it infects my church too. And all right, I understand that, and we'd we'd like to see a mighty work of the Lord. Uh, I I'm I'm content with saying, Lord, you're doing a work there for a purpose I don't understand. So keep it up, and if if I need to be there, press that. But you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm that that that's just mine. <laughs> Uh, personal that's good that's good
2: yeah i would i would echo that like i sort of hopping into the car and going it's (laughs) it could be that god is doing this work in that in that particular family of believers right and it's it's a cool Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing to see but that work may just be i mean i i think if this is something that energizes you and that you're passionate about seeing happening in your own community, then you should be praying for that to happen. Maybe getting together with other believers and, and seeing what God does with that in your own community. But yeah, I I'm, I'm with, I agree. I think this is, you should be careful about jumping into another family's prayer time. I mean, we're all one (laughs) body of Christ. Yeah i'm i'm, pro- I'm not working that well i realize I'm well not there's a that reality
1: well. you, you i think you know you guys are hitting something that i think is really important which is the you know the reality of our modern world and social media and the internet and everything you know have have these kind of occurrences happened before of course they happened in 19 you know it, it happened there in 1970 um but facebook didn't exist in 1970 and you know social media wasn't a thing and so while it happened in 1970 there it wasn't as much the the aware national awareness until later uh of of what was going on so yeah, there's there's definitely some good things there so
3: sean yeah I, i just i do wonder if you know if you just have to be there and and that's that's you know that it is localized, that it is personal, and and that kind of thing. like I think about the uh, the Jesus People movement in Southern California around mm-hmm. that same time that that Mike mm-hmm. was talking about in the the late '60s, early '70s. I mean, if if I think if, there's if I there's going to
1: be a movie coming out about that soon.
3: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, it was it was a pretty spectacular thing, and a lot of great music came out of that. By the way, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I I just wonder if. You know, a bunch of uh, non-hippies started showing up and and uh, you know spoiled the thing. I don't know. I, I, I'm just <laughs> speculating on that, but but I think you know your question about cynicism is 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 good as well. You know, should we should we be? I don't know if you said cynicism, but it, should we should we be skeptical? Should I, I think we should yeah. always you know uh, test test things? I mean, John, I think of First John. Uh, four, where he says, you know, test the spirits and, and, you know, we can talk, uh, we could spend a whole program on what that, on what that means. Mm -hmm. Uh, My personal view is that he was talking there about whether, um, whether it, it glorifies Christ, the, the, the Christ of scripture and, and whether it, it matches with what the apostles have revealed, what the apostolic faith. So, so um, that's, Good. That's a that's just a a brief summary of what I believe he's talking about there. And um, perhaps that would be let me
1: go ahead and you're you're hitting on you're hitting on my next question, which is and I'll I'll direct it to you.
3: Let me finish answering. Just the the point is that I do think that we should we should um, not not necessarily be skeptical because I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that this thing happening at Asbury is of God and that it's gonna spread throughout the nation and throughout the world. I'm hopeful of that. But I think we also, uh, like good Bereans, you know, we, we need to test whether these things are so, because there have been plenty of of uh examples throughout church history of things that are just not legit, they were not of the spirit, they were whatever that perhaps they were. Uh, uh from the enemy uh perhaps they were just you know emotionalism and and other things um yeah. but uh, but just because somebody says there's a revival doesn't mean that that's uh you know of God and and so so I think we should be hopeful but yet we should also um you know test test these things according to scripture mm-hmm
1: that's good and yeah i think we would all agree that we're hopeful for for this to be a real occurrence especially you know if our if you know we and our listeners reflect on some of uh, the programs that we have already done throughout this year and some of the studies on discipleship and you know barner research that has been done on the state of the church and things like that there's there's a lot there to be kind of concerned about and so right. Definitely. I mean, if anything, if if the church here in the United States needs a revival now is definitely a time
2: mm-hmm. when <laughs> when
1: we could use that. So right. absolutely. So right. on that note, though, um, what are some things that we should be cautious about? Like, what are some what are some things that might be red flags to you and go, eh, okay, I don't want to take part in that.
0: As you asked that question before we got online and now you say it again, I'm going, all right, two two things, two experiences I had in the pastorate. Uh, I had two different gentlemen come into my office different times, different times, and both of them were were learning experiences for me as a pastor. But the first one was uh, a gentleman who came into my office. I think he has the gift of evangelism. It's a Baptist church. And so. You expect Baptist churches to have invitations, altar calls, or whatever you call them. Raise your hand mm-hmm, at least. Sure. And 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 Jack, <laughs> a great guy, one of our deacons. He comes in. And he says, "Mike, I guess we don't give invitations around here," <laughs> meaning hint, hint, hint. You don't give invitations. And I said, "Jack, you know you're right." And and I took his comment. It's just a real brief thing. We both had a good laugh about it, but he was really encouraging me. Do you expect God to do anything? Mm. And I think what like Tim, you mm-hmm. were saying earlier, that sort of resonated with me. I Sometimes we run church and no criticism. I don't know what your church is like, but I hear I'm as a pastor going, do we really expect God to be real around here, to really work in people's hearts? Yeah. Do I preach mm-hmm. that way? Now, That's I true. can't manufacture what the Holy Spirit does. And Jack and I had a good conversation about that, but he says, expect God to work, but let him work when he works, you know, that that right. kind of conversation. So that, that's one thing I right. take them from this. Uh, you, know, I, you know, what what's my expectation or I've never had this happen to me? Well, it does happen and it did happen. If you came to faith in Christ, you had a revival in your heart. If you could use that term broadly. Um, mm-hmm. The other side was I had a gentleman come into my office and say, Mike, um, you don't give invitations And this is after my conversation with Jack. And I said, yeah, I don't do that often. But why do you need to hear us do an invitation? I asked him. And he says, I need to see people walk in the aisle. Because I don't think God's doing anything in my heart. I'd like to see him do something at least in somebody else's heart. Ooh. So as some of our clamoring for revival is maybe, and I, I say this as a pastor with my pastor's head on, is an indication that I'm lacking something in my life. And, and I can't get secondhand spirituality. So I would encourage that mm-hmm. person. I encourage that person there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I take your exhortation again as a pastor, but what's going on in your heart? And so we had a good conversation, that gentleman and I, about where he was at in life. And he just didn't feel like God was real anymore. And so sometimes we look to revival. Wow. Just to affirm, is it all real? Okay, I understand that longing, but we find that in our intimate relationship with the Lord and in a body of Christ, there is where we as church leaders, what is genuine spirituality? Is it just these big revivals? No, these are slicing a moment in time and the mm-hmm. rest of the time is just daily, slogging it out, following the Lord, praying for each right. other, being obedient.
3: Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that, Mike. You know, I mean, okay. think about the word. Revival—it's—it's to—it's to be made alive again, you know. Aren't we supposed to walk in newness of life every single day of our walk with Christ? And so, r- revival hopefully is never necessary because we're just always vibed. you know. We we yeah. we, we don't need to be revived because we're vibed. you know. Uh, so so I, I think that that's really the biblical. biblical outlook on this is is uh, i mean of course we're all gonna we're all gonna go through tough times and we're all gonna you know wander off the path so to speak and 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 that's when revival is necessary but that should be that should be daily that should be you know constant in our lives and and um and 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 again you know um the 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 word revival is 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 about life Uh, and so what does uh, the life uh, that we should have uh, in Christ, what does that look like? And, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, like, like we've talked about excesses, um, is that really what the, the Christian life is supposed to look like, or is the Christian life supposed to be prayer and, and, you know, uh, just immersing ourselves in scripture and worship and obedience and on and on uh, that, that, as I understand, the New Testament is what the Christian life looks like. So to be revived is to get back on track, and 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 you know get into the Scriptures again, get into um, you know praying on a regular basis, you know get back to worship and and obedience and fellowship with the church and and on and on, you know. Uh, so so I I really don't think it's all that complex. We're supposed to be revived every day and and you know when we come to this place of um you know uh the the the, the special idea of revival you know just an just an unplanned un uh un uh, explainable move of god in in a large group of people you know uh then you know you know, praise God for that, and 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 uh, you know, far be it from a nobody like me to to question that or or whatever. Um, but I, but I really think that the emphasis of the New Testament is not on this idea of of the special revivals. God can do whatever He wants, and and you know, hopefully He He'll do it. You know, hopefully it's happening in Asbury, and hopefully it's going to spread throughout the world. But but I really think that that the emphasis of of the, the the word of God is you know let's let's have a revival every single day, hmm.
1: John. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote you on that. We don't need to be revived. We need to be vibed like that. So I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna throw that on Facebook yeah. later. Yeah, I'm you not know, sure on the page circa 2023. So <laughs> yeah. um, if I can't. So since we're since we're getting close on our time here, Tim, uh, let me direct this one first at you. And we've we've touched on it a little bit, but I can. It, you know as i think about these things i can anticipate a a believer you know having a thought along the lines of well i've never experienced something like this so what's wrong with me mm. you now what so what you know what would your response be to the believer who's like i've never had this kind of emotional revival experience is there something wrong with me in my walk with the lord
2: yeah you know, I would I would tell somebody. On the one hand, I would say, you know, no the 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 uh, um. I should have a good book here by Watchman Nee on the spiritual man, where he talks about how um, what God does in your spirit is really separate in a lot of cases from what God does in your emotions, right? The um, you, you have to be very careful about conflating the spiritual life with an emotional life. Uh, Jesus at Times when he was most intimate with God was most in anguish, uh, yeah. uh, you know, and so um, we, we want to be very careful if what's drawing us to it. If, if the person is saying, I've never felt this kind of thing before, mm-hmm. if they're saying I've never felt this kind of like excitement and and energy, well, it's not always like that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But if what the person is saying is, "I I just don't know what it's like to be close and intimate. With God through extended times in prayer, I can't pay attention, you know, to prayer for more than fifteen but, seconds without getting distracted. Um, I don't know what it's like to be in a group of other believers who are really energized about, uh, about their, um, you know, when I say energized, not in an emotional way, but energized in terms of action to pray and to seek the Lord. Then I think that's where it needs to begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the revival. Those are two you-
1: different questions
2: yeah, the revival you most need is is a revival in your heart as you love the Lord and a revival in a community of believers, because that's two sides of a coin in the Christian life, uh, worshipping with God in in the quiet of our hearts, and worshipping with fellow believers. And I would say seek that out first and don't seek an experience like this revival. But yet, if something like this were to occur, don't discount it either if if it is um if it is uh you know sean said tested (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and 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 you see what is happening aligns with what what believers should be doing then of course Mm -hmm. okay okay so
1: so ultimately and you know we've we've all kind of hit on this subject already let's let's end with this but the I feel like the real question for us is the balance between experiences, you know, where experience having uh, experiences in our life, and then the the daily activity of of walking with the Lord. And so, you know, as we as we bring our conversation to a close today, maybe just. You know, speak to speak to that. What what advice, what would you say to the believer who is, you know, looking at something like this and just going through that that question? Where where is the balance to be found between, you know, these kind of emotional high experiences, if you will, Hmm. and then the daily activity of walking with the Lord?
0: Hmm. I think of James five, rejoice with those who rejoice. So we should be, as, as fellow believers, rejoicing as the Holy Spirit does a, a sovereign work in people's lives there in Wilmore, Kentucky, at Asbury College and Seminary. Um, Amen. While we, we pray, Lord, my joy is in you each day. And, and so our, maybe the, the ups and downs of the psalmist, you know, when you think of all of life, but, you know, that, that's what we find our joy in, in the, the Lord's grace to us. And we can rejoice in that whether we're in the midst of a revival with others or sitting alone. Yeah.
3: Amen. Yeah. I yep. Josh, I often think of of uh the, the old testament story of Josiah when I think of this subject of, of revival, yeah, because uh, it started with them rediscovering yeah. the word of God.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that they didn't even know what they had until they started reading it. And then Josiah tore his clothes. He re- it, which means he began this process of repentance, which which repentance is really just turning away from whatever you know foolishness we're engaged in and turning back to God. That's really mm-hmm. how I understand repentance. Yeah. And and so really, you know, the, to to the person who's listening who maybe is like like I would really love to have this kind of an experience or whatever. I, I think that's that's uh, you know. I don't think we should be afraid of experience. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm, but I'm thinking. You know, w- what I'm trying to say is that our experience should flow out of uh, our our uh, rediscovery of the Word of God and of our yeah. and of our obedience to yeah. the Word of God. And you know, sometimes there's no, you know, great emotion attached to that. Sometimes it's we just we just obey, and and that's 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 what we need to do. But, but, very often, I believe that that, as we you know rediscover God through his scriptures and and through obeying Him and just trusting him, that the emotions will come and 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 they will be there. Um, but I think that we have to we have to think in terms of the of that that sequence because I think that you know, very often uh, a revival is is you know god, God, uh, you know, uh waiting for us to do what we know we're supposed to do um certainly he can act whenever he wants and he he has done amazing things uh throughout history and and you know we we certainly pray that he will but I, but what we do know what he what he has put in black and white in his scriptures is that we need to we need to um, you know soak our hearts and minds with his his word and then, and then uh, repent where necessary, and obey where necessary, and and just trust him every day, and 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 think more in terms of a daily revival, uh, as I've said, than than um, you know worrying about you know why haven't I had this kind of an experience or, or something like that.
0: Right. Yeah, well yeah, said, Sean. Yeah. You so. Amen
1: good word well all right Master. on that note we're way over time today but i hope that uh i hope that you guys would forgive us as we discuss this really important topic and then you've you've stuck it through with us you know really uh as 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 all of these gentlemen reflected just the importance that we be daily in god's word and walking with him and you know when when times like this happen let's pray for it you know, let's let's stand with those at, at Asbury. Let's pray for them as they're they're going through this time. Uh, that it would be genuine, and you know their their hearts would truly be turned to the Lord. And let's let's pray for our nation in in this. That as as yes. believers, we would truly live out our faith each and every day. Right. Mm-hmm. So, this has been Calvary Conversations. Thank you for for listening to us today. God bless.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu, or by calling us at 816-322-0110. Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation.